Switzerland. No, not MLS. I've never gone to Fox Soccer, and why would you show me MLS is the first thing. <laughs> and I've been going to this website specifically. Like every day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to Casual FC, a World Cup preview podcast, at least for a little bit longer. I'm your host, Angela Morales, with my favorite co-host, Mario Salazar. Yay! <laughs> you might be my only co-host, but you are my favorite. <laughs> they, I'll take it, I'll take it. So yes, we are back on our World Cup preview stuff. Initially, we when we first talked about, hey, we started a podcast halfway through the Angel City season. And it's also the World Cup year. We kind of have to, right? We have to. Them's the rules. Exactly. And our total plan was just to do the group stage intro everybody and be like, have fun with it. But we've been having fun watching the games, as many as we could yep. stay up for and as many as we've been able to show up dead tired to work for (laughs) in the way we were excited about getting people excited for the world cup i think we got ourselves very excited yes i will say that i learned a lot more about a lot of the other teams that i would have just researching it and putting it together so i think that was fun but actually this episode is coming to you right as the group stages are finishing we're recording this a little bit early there's still three groups to be called. Yeah. One of them will be tonight at midnight. The matches will begin. But we're about to get into the knockout stage. So hold your horses, you know. Hold the, your horses. No... <laughs> hold on to your pants. Buckle your seatbelts. Like, get ready to get it's your feelings get, hurt. It's going to get more more intense from now on. But first, yeah. how much did you cry? how much do you think ali riley sobbed through the whole first episode i feel like that woman is the face of a nation the face of a club team here in los angeles like ali riley man yeah that's gonna be another angela cries during the podcast episode is talking about (laughs) ali riley and her impact on soccer in new zealand and in los angeles cool 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 uh no (laughs) I mentioned it early on. I've probably cried at least 10 different times. I cried when Nigeria scored. I cried when South Africa scored. Zambia. Like, every debutante team that scored, I cried. Every come from behind. Like, every unexpected anything. Cool stories. I do the same thing during the Olympics. You give me a heartwarming story. (laughs) Bye. I just love what sports allows people to do. And I love what sport brings to communities. Yes, there's a lot of faults and flaws and things that need to be addressed and need to be changed. But man, there are a few things better. My coworkers have all been like, are you okay? And I was like, it's the World (laughs) Cup. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, no, no. Like, you don't understand. Here, let's 
listen to this pod, get yourself yes. familiar with it, and then... They, <laughs> they kind of recently found out I had the podcast, too, because I, like, keep it. They're like, what do you keep posting about this podcast for on your social media? And I was like, oh, that's my podcast. And they're like, what? <laughs> so if for some reason any of the guys from my work are listening, Seth, I doubt they are, but who knows? Who knows? Weirder things have happened. I haven't cried at anything. I am a I will get welled up during a good movie. <laughs> it's one of those like in the throat. It's heart wrenching. Yeah. Yes. You're like, I can't exactly have a conversation right now. But I there were so many moments of wow or just oh my god, that was amazing. Yes. New Zealand's win. They've been at it for so long to finally get that win. And to um, have it be the opening match. The opening match of the World Cup in their home country. Like, oh, come on. Inject it into my veins. It's so good. Yeah. And every debutante team, I was rooting for them to, like, at, like that was my thing. It was like, I yeah. at least let them score. If everybody has them completely written off and you're a debutante team you're not really going to do much in this tournament at least get that point you might lose yeah. 10 10 to 1 but you got one you got like, one that, that's that was the main thing and yeah. a lot of them did got those points right and then just all of these great things that have happened it's that's what the world cup is for mm-hmm. exactly um, like all the stuff we were excited about we're still excited about it. Yeah, we're still excited about it. Okay, so getting back to it. Knockout yeah, stages. About, about the knockouts. What are we dealing with? When are they? So like they're coming going? they're coming super fast. This tournament does not <laughs> stop. So the knockout stages are gonna run between August fourth and August eighth. So we started off with thirty two teams in set up in groups and groups of four. They were all doing their round robin group stage. Top two teams, which we're going to cover, are the teams that moved on. Now we're getting into single elimination, winner go home type stuff. No more ties. Yeah. Gone are the days of playing to a tie. Of a draw. Yeah. U.S. Women or something. Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk it's, about it. <laughs> it's winner go home. If tied after the 90 minutes, there will be two... 15 minute overtime period so there's going to be an extra half hour of play it's not a sudden death so it's not like chaos soccer it's still chaos soccer yes it's not a sudden death so the first goal in is not going to call the game it's right you get two full 15 minute halves and if it's still tied then you move on into penalties trust me in this in this round you don't want that yet yeah, you don't want that yet because I was about I mean, to say, this is the round of 16, right? So we went from 32, we're down to 16 now. And the way a normal bracket will work, we'll, we're going to half the groups every single time we go in. So the next round is going to be the round of eight. You know, yeah. then we're in, the if semis. You're, if you're familiar with March Madness any type and of college bracket, bracket, yeah. this is we're going into the Sweet 16. Then we'll go into the Elite Eight, Final Four, Championship Weekend. Except it happens so fast. Yes, I mean, it's granted, going to happen. March Madness is too, but there's lots of days in between. Not here. It's no. every day. <laughs> the final match is going to be August 20th. And yes. we're starting the knockout stages August 4th. So things are going to move real fast. So yes, we don't get many chances. And as as you were mentioning, you don't want to end tied 
at the end of regulation. No. In this stage. Because no. that just means, hey, if you win, you played 120 minutes of soccer. Now you're going to go play on a second win or lose <laughs> type game. Yeah. And there's and still the other team might not there. There's like, still stoppage time, all of that stuff. And not to mention the travel between the, the different cities, between the mm-hmm. two countries. And then the other team might not have played 120 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> the next and one that you face. That's what we're going to run into with a lot of the teams that do either equalize or it's a draw going into the final minutes you're gonna see bodies on the ground these games are gonna be so much more physical and so much more clinical like tactical they're all of the descriptor verbs when it comes to (laughs) tactics and play and goal scoring insert them here because these games like the group stages are intense because everybody's trying to score points but it's not just scoring like you want to score goals more so than you want to win the game sometimes because a draw is fine if you have a seven goal differential. There's so many ways you can advance out of the groups. Now you win that game or you're done and that's it. So if you're just playing 90 minutes is a regulation, no stoppage time. That's not the case. That's not what we've been getting. Normally. We've been getting no. like seven, 10, 12 minute uh, yeah, stoppage time. and even just four or five minutes for normal people. Like, that's not a long time. But when you've already been running for 100, you want five more? No. Yeah. You want to add 30 more on top of that, plus whatever extra time they put on top. And then you want to prep yourself and try and see if your legs still work for penalties. No, thanks. Don't do it. Just win. No, no don't do it. Here, here's our tip, our pro, our casual FC tip for all yep. the teams at the World don't, Cup. Don't do it. Don't don't do it. Just win. Just win in the first regulation <laughs> period. Uh, regulation time. Right. All right. So we had eight debutante teams, and that was like the big thing going into this tournament. So how did we? How did they do? I hate to say this because it discounts everything they actually did. None of our debutantes qualified. Haiti, Morocco, Panama, Philippines, Portugal, Republic of Ireland, Vietnam, and Zambia. None of them made it out of the groups. But that's not to say that they weren't really freaking close. I want to say that every single one of them had a moment of note. Uh-huh. In, You're it, absolutely so it wasn't right. like they were completely swept under the rug and bye-bye. Like, yes, some of the teams Panama, ended up with zero points. Yeah, I think Panama was the one that, like, quote-unquote, did the worst. But they made it to the World Cup. <laughs> what i think they had a draw i like i don't remember everything's kind of a blur right now but like every team there made history in some way in some way yes and then look you've got the philippines who were like a hair's width away of qualifying which we'll get into in a bit you have portugal who was a hair's width of qualifying which neither one of us want to talk about Exactly. Morocco had an amazing match. Zambia scored. Zambia was amazing. So, 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 so much fun to watch. That team, say what you will about some of the things that have happened in the groups. There's a lot 
to be said about federation support, country support, women's sports support. Like, I could go on for a very long time, but watching, especially the African nations, dude, I said it about Nigeria, I underestimated the feelings I would have towards Morocco, South Africa, Zambia. Oh my God, it was so much fun to watch. I just, I would, I will probably rewatch some of these games just to enjoy the style of play, the enthusiasm. Just, they're great. And yeah, and I think for the issues that some of these federations have had back home with support, I think the, just even the results that they got. The, like I said, the fact that none of these teams were completely swept under the rug. They fought, they put up great matches with the groups they were in. There, Just shows like Republic there of Ireland. Is... Like they had an Olympico. Yes. I forget. And... Like Katie McCabe had an Olympico off a corner. Like, and the thing that sucks is that's the game that they were eliminated. You, yeah, like you they, scored they the, quite get the best goal of all time for soccer, like the coolest thing. And then and still. So timing wise, we recorded our Challenge Cup preview pod the night before the Olympico happened. And we talked about yes. uh, Olympicos and Panenkas. Yeah, we did. And then that happened and we're like, yes. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. So it was much, great. So much good soccer. <laughs> so... Yes, right, so much good these. soccer. And basically how to watch all of this. If you want to rewatch yeah. any one of these games in English, again, Fox is the official broadcaster for all the English language stuff. So any of the Fox networks, Fox FS1, FoxSports.com, the Fox app, any of the streaming apps or satellite, DirecTV, YouTube TV, Fubo, Sling, all of that stuff. Yeah. Basically, Plus, if you... I just learned about yeah, that. Yeah, if... Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. They have their own they have their own service. So yeah, any as long as you can get Fox or any one of their channels through some type of paid cable subscription, you can watch it. Or when it's actually on Fox over the air broadcast, but I think from here on out there aren't very many that are going to be on like national broadcast Fox. So I think the rest of these might just be on cable. Yeah, if I think the only ones have... that are going to be on network are the U.S. games, unfortunately. Which, even at that, I don't think they are because we, we'll get to it. But yeah, yeah. we I didn't get the prime. We didn't get the prime TV <laughs> spots. Yes. Okay, Spanish TV is going to be on Telemundo and Universo. Those channels are over the air with Telemundo. Universo is a cable channel. All the matches are going to be on either one of those. But if you're if you've been listening to us, and we've been saying it since the very beginning, <laughs> our money and literally the way we've been watching has been on Peacock. It's the Spanish language, much more exciting. Andres Cantor is just a great announcer. Yes. Um, it makes you feel like you're part, you're in the game, like his mm-hmm. excitement and everything. All of the announcers have been doing a great job with it. If you don't speak Spanish, that's like fine. I said, that's fine. All the names are recognizable. You're going to yeah. hear Ertz. You're going to hear Thompson. You're going to hear June Endo. Like, you're going to hear the names you want to hear when For they're being called For those of you out. who don't speak Spanish, proper names, proper nouns do not change. Yes. So, you'll still understand what's happening. 
you just might not understand the color commentary, which is fine. And you don't always need the color commentary. Yeah, you, <laughs> you understand need, you don't the always vibes. Need that. World exactly. Cup, especially for more casual fans, World Cup's about the vibes. One of my good friends has listened to a few of the early group stage episodes, watched those subsequent games that came out of those groups, and texted me they were on a trip with to go to a wedding in Croatia, which that sounds great. But I get a text at some random time like, oh, my gosh, I love the podcast. I'm so into the World Cup. They just got back into town this last week. And I got another text that was like, "Okay, so now that I'm back stateside and I know what time zone I'm in again, what are the games I need to watch? And I was like, this one, this one, this one. Listen to this episode. (laughs) This is what you need to do. And she was just like, oh, my God, this is the best. I've been listening on Peacock because that's the streaming network that they have. And she was just like, I kind of wish I could listen to English. I was like, you don't. You don't. don't. For for many reasons, I don't want, I do my best to keep my personal opinions on different commentators and talking heads and things like that to myself. Nobody wants to hear Alexi Lalas. Nobody wants to hear him. Especially on the podcast because I have a vested interest in all of this long term. (laughs) But yeah, exactly. (laughs) Nobody and other things and people yes but okay yes just listen to the games in spanish and do yourself a favor <laughs> and peacock is what 5.99 a month yeah, so like it's cheaper you can, it's 5.99 for the entire month for all of the world cup it's gonna end in two two and a half weeks two and a half weeks so, yeah five 5.99 you get all the games you get to rewatch them whenever you want um mm-hmm. you know peacock sponsor the pod so with all of that which either one either one with all of that keep an eye on our on our social feeds i've been posting i had our big beautiful like i laid them out times and everything and you know it's one of those things where you release something and then you're like yeah i did them by day but really the way we really experienced them were What's this evening Overnight going into and the night? what day is today? <laughs> and what day is today and all of that stuff. So I just started posting up text versions on our Instagram stories of, okay, tonight in prime time, here's this match. Okay. At midnight, which is technically the next day, but you're going to be like rolling into it. Are these right. matches? So just keep an eye on our feed. We'll always provide the right times, when to watch them, when to get ready for them. Yeah, and um, thanks all to beings... everyone, really quick, sorry, thanks to everyone who has messaged us their watch parties, thanked us for posting, given us more info on things. I've been getting text messages, DMs on my personal Instagram. We've gotten a ton on the podcast account. Like, it's just cool to have people be excited just with us. <laughs> so thank <laughs> yes. you. So with that being said, the first two matches that we're going to want to watch, right, and hey it's it's our own Angel City yeah, player yeah. that we were covering and trying to make sure that everybody knew about. So the first match will be on August 4th. It's going to be at 10 p.m. So that'll be our primetime, World Cup primetime, because everything's like super late. Like you don't have to take <laughs> a nap before you watch it. Exactly. You won't have to take a nap before you watch it. And it'll be Norway versus Japan. It's going to be on FS1 on Universo, and of course, on Peacock. And then rolling on into August 5th, 
Don't let the date change fool you. It's at 1 a.m. So you're just going to have to stay up or take a power nap and then get back up. Spain versus Switzerland. Also going to be on FS1, Universo, on Telemundo now, and Peacock. So both those matches are going to be August 4th rolling into the 5th. Again, knockout stage, winner go home. We've got Jun Endo playing for Japan. Japan has been insane, but let's talk about them and everybody else who's made it on. Let's talk about everybody in these groups and who made it through. All right. So in Group A, we had New Zealand, Norway, the Philippines, and Switzerland. Norway and Switzerland are the teams who made it out. I will always cry about Ali Riley in New Zealand because it was absolutely fantastic. They played well. They had a great showing. The Philippines scored their first ever World Cup goal and earned their first win against New Zealand. And they were the first team or the first debutante team to win in the tournament. Kudos to both of them. Fantastic showing. I mean, even even with that, Norway being like everybody wrote off New Zealand at, or the Philippines. New Zealand having the history that they've had and the Philippines being a debutante team. They both gave them a run for their money. Norway yeah, they did. lost they, they lost that first game where New Zealand won. But they didn't and then they didn't really show up in the second game. They didn't really show up till their last match. Um, right. Where like they they looked like the Norway of old. And the same thing with Switzerland. I think they were a little bit more consistent, but the fact that the Philippines and New Zealand were one win away from both advancing and upsetting right. Norway and Switzerland speaks huge about what they accomplished. Out of the whole tournament, there was only one group that actually blew other teams out of the water. We'll get to it. But like all of these groups were so tightly contended. And it's just super. So Group A, Norway and Switzerland are who made it out. Going into Group B, Australia... Republic of Ireland, Nigeria, and Canada made up this group. Australia and Nigeria are moving on, which, holy freaking smokes, Midge Purse called this group the group of death on the 91st podcast that she's doing with Just Women Sports, which is fantastic. Go listen to that one, too. You get (laughs) U.S. national team inside Intel. Australia played all of their group matches without Sam Kerr. We briefly mentioned that she had a calf injury. They were able to keep her out. Republic of Ireland, they played super physical against every team. There was lots of hair pulling. It's a whole thing. I have questions for Ireland on many different levels. Coaching selections, given the NWSL situation, lots of things. Katie McCabe scored the Olympico, though, which was super dope. Nigeria... Is different. Nigeria <laughs> played amazing in the opener versus Canada. They just showed the bleep up. Like they they came to play and they came to win and they came to make a statement in the best way possible. There's a bunch of NWSL players in or on the Nigerian team. So there's a lot of like excitement around them obviously within the Nigerian community the women's soccer community but just in general that team is exciting to watch and then here comes the crazy thing that happened Canada didn't make it out of the groups 
Yeah, they didn't make it out of the groups. And oh, if you listen to our preview pod with Canada, Sinclair was one of the two players that were looking to score in their sixth consecutive World Cup and unfortunately did not make it. No, Canada, and I think a lot of it has to do with the negotiations and everything that's going on with their federation. That was a huge distraction for the team. They played like they forgot they were at the World Cup, and it was really sad because not everybody on the team played that way. It's like when you have a few people that are like, yeah, we're in it, let's do it, but the rest of the team isn't, it makes for a difficult way to win. This is the first time in Women's World Cup history that the Olympic gold medal winners from the previous Olympics didn't make it through. Hmm. That's interesting. It's like, oh. And this is Sophie Smith's last World Cup. It's rumored to be synced last like we don't know things our age like it's one of those where it's like (laughs) she's an adult like (laughs) she's a normal person adult but it's one of those things like what's gonna happen like what is what is happening and I really hope I hope upon hope but I'm not what's the word I'm not like hopeful if that makes sense that the negotiations with the Canadian Soccer Federation will be great because instead of looking at this like, oh, we should have just figured this out and not bothered the players about pay and everything, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those conversations like, see, you didn't win, so why should we fund you? Which is dumb. But yeah, it is what it is, and it's a bummer, but like Midge called this group, this is the group of death. All of these teams could have qualified and only two were allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it's tough. It's tough when you get especially when you start seeing those moments of brilliance. Um mm-hmm. the rules are the rules, them's the breaks. So that's yep. what happens. Now we've got group C. We've got Spain, Costa Rica, Zambia, and Japan, which Japan and Spain are the ones moving on. Holy mother. Yeah. This group Just, was I, run I think... away with. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Japan just blew every blew everyone out of the water. There was some there was a lot of people that were kind of Japan has won the tournament before years ago. Japan is one of the younger teams, if not I believe the youngest team in the World Cup where like they're they're rebuilding. The the idea is that Japan is still being still rebuilding their team. Right. But they've they're not they, playing they came like to it. show up and they yeah. <laughs> they came and said, Hey, we're not rebuilding anymore. We're built. Um, like we're, we've done the work. Yeah. So here's a couple of crazy stats that I was pulling up because I saw them before we started recording. Japan's group stage, a five nil win against Zambia, a two nil win against Costa Rica, and a four nil win against Spain. They're they have to be the highest scoring team right now. Well, they, they did not get scored. Yeah. They did not get scored on. And then we were all talking about that Spain match where it was something ridiculous. Like the first half, they scored three in the first mm-hmm. half. And they had four touches in the box 
and it led to goals. Right. Oh, it was three touches in the box that all led to goals. Yeah. Um, you know, we, they were if you efficient. go to Flop, if you go to Flop Mob and you look there, they have a momentum graph. It's not the possession graph. It's a who was on the attack, and you see this kind of going up and down. And Spain with all the momentum, like they were just attacking, attacking, attacking. And yeah. then every time there's a goal from Japan, there's a tiny little blip. <laughs> and it's just how efficient they were with the, with the counter. That, um, that Spain-Japan game was bonkers. Like for Spain to dominate possession, but Japan to be so efficient. Like they're, they basically were like, oh, you want to hang on to the ball? Sure, thanks. I'll just borrow it for this 10 seconds and score. You can have it back. No big deal. Yeah. And then unfortunately... Against Zambia, Japan, and Spain both had the one of the largest wins in the World Cup so far. There was a, a stat on Fox Soccer where it lists the one, two, three, four, five, six, the six top like largest wins, and both of them are in this group. Two of them are in this group against Zambia. Wow. Japan with the five and zero, and Spain with the five and zero. So interesting. Tough breaks. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's not to say Zambia didn't that's not to discount that they didn't play right they showed up they may yeah. not have scored but they were definitely they there were, and they made they a didn't just moves get like and... steamrolled they made clubs work for it and they made they played really well and that's one of those I just want to see investment I just want to see these teams have support in their home countries I want to see them play well because it's exciting and teams like this deserve the attention you know yeah so with all of that spain moving on and their big wins really the last they spain and japan were actually the first teams Mm -hmm. to qualify to the round of 16 just mathematically they were the first ones in the groups of any of the groups to be like yeah no matter what happens in the last match because they actually played each other they're both moving through. So really it was all about who's going to finish the top of yeah. the group. Now, I don't think Spain threw it because as a second mm-hmm. place in the group, you're playing the first place of the other group that you're about to face. So right. it just means you're playing the considered better team. But I no, Japan just had an amazing and an amazing time. And June Endo. I mean, if you know She's the whole point of us so well. The whole point of us focusing in the group stage, the groups that we did because of the angels that we had on those teams, oh my, June is having such a great tournament that yeah. I I hope this gives her, she's had moments of brilliance when she's played with us. She's had yeah. that one amazing goal that everybody's still upset that got called back. Um, Honestly. And you know what? <laughs> I think that really messed, it got in her head. You know, and that I one think, got in her head. I think this World Cup and her performance so far, she's gonna come back lights freaking out for Angel but City. Right, like, b- right before she left, she mm-hmm. also had that amazing goal with I think it was mm-hmm. with um no with was it with Paige? No. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. But I just remember June kicking it from like her side of the pitch all the way across to the other side and then someone just sliding Just a beautiful slide kick right into the top bin and it went like right up into the top of the net and 
beautiful goal and it was just a great thing and I think that was like the last game she played on before she left I'm hoping that whatever momentum she gets whether honestly they have a chance to make it all the way through they um, yeah Spain they're a real threat just be the team to beat, or not Spain Japan Japan might just be the team to beat if they make it all the way through or if they get knocked out at whichever point they do I just hope that Indo comes back with that just light and that spirit and just amazing yeah momentum and just brings it back and you know let's get becky tweed some more wins right so let's bring those heavy hitters home on a high <laughs> <laughs> and then growing going into group d we have england haiti denmark and china and the two teams that qualified are england and denmark now to be honest this section in our notes is very light (laughs) we tried to watch as many games as we could (laughs) i've got two kids i've got some crazy work hours recently (laughs) i didn't get to it (laughs) i didn't really honestly get to any of the england or any of the group d matches were like the 3 a.m games and i was just like i can't yeah i can't i can maybe do i can maybe do the 12 or like 12 a.m or the 1 a.m matches 1 a.m like pushing it i might watch like the first half but yeah when it was like the three four five a.m ones there's no way so (laughs) group d england and denmark have qualified they're the ones moving on and we'll keep going yep group e uh okay oh we're here we're here. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. All right. So the U.S., Vietnam, Netherlands, and Portugal. The yep. U.S. and the Netherlands <laughs> qualified. Actually, let me flip that around. The Netherlands and the U.S. qualified. The Netherlands yes. won the group. The U.S. won second. Did they win second? They just so happened to come in second. Because that's they... kind of how it feels right now. Yeah, they they fell backwards into second. Yeah. Okay. Let's let before we dig into that, let's talk about the Netherlands. They're just insane. Again, going back to that stat of the largest wins in World Cup this year or this tournament, the Netherlands with a seven to nothing drubbing of Vietnam. So yeah. that's in our group. And the Netherlands just completely wiped them. Um, and that's how the Netherlands came in first. <laughs> yeah. They scored approximately one million goals versus Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vietnam ended the tournament with no points. They lost every single one other matches. But honestly, they had an amazing debutante showing. Yeah. Their first match was against the U.S. And they showed up. Like, the U.S. still won three to nothing against Vietnam, but the U.S. had to fight for those three. Right. Vietnam was better than everyone expected them to be from everything I saw online, all the commentary. Yes. yes. All of that. They showed up, but it's hard when you're coming in playing the reigning champions, the reigning runners up. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's there was a huge PK save, a penalty mm-hmm. kick save from 
the U.S. that Vietnam had. Like they, the goalie, one hundred percent blocked that. Oh yeah, it's it a, was not a, the greatest PK we ever took. I'll tell you that much. It's not the greatest, but I also don't want to discount it by saying the only reason they saved it was because it wasn't the greatest kick. Like a PK, it's so close to the goal. It's literally split second decision of making the right decision and being able to block a shot even if a shot was kicked poorly so the fact that they played so well and they blocked a pk they've had a they had a lot of actual big saves like that vietnamese goalie was brought her game face on that day yeah and they have a lot um, to be proud of honestly yeah portugal and then portugal portugal too portugal again another debutante team but they are good they're fast, yeah. they're efficient, they played so well. Everybody thought the group E was going to be like the... Like a wash, you know, whatever, basically. The yeah. wash, yeah. Whatever, whatever the opposite of the group of death is. Because <laughs> they had two debutante teams on there with two of the powerhouses, right? US right. and the Netherlands. But they both gave them a run for their money. And Portugal, yeah. Portugal really like- showed up. The majority of their team plays on two different teams. And it's like seven players on one, 11 players on the other, something like that. So they're used to playing together. They're used to, you know, they have a cohesion that you don't see in a lot of national teams because they, so many of them play together on the club level. And just, man, thank goodness. I I just want to send a very special thank you to the goalpost last night that saved <laughs> the goal that would have knocked out the U.S. So getting so into it. So Portugal, Portugal was the last match against the U.S. And it was a draw, which was enough for the U.S. to advance. Unfortunately, that means the U.S. was that close to fully being eliminated from the tournament. Mm-hmm. They did win their opening match against Vietnam, 3 to nothing, Which was our uh, saving grace, truly. Yes, that was honestly the only reason against the Netherlands was a draw, right? Yeah. And then Portugal was a draw. And that Mm -hmm. just happened to be enough. There's so many questions, a lot of questions that are over my head about, about (laughs) about coaching style. But I do know from the casual that I am that you need to make subs. And that was the number one issue that everybody was talking about was, why didn't he sub? And yeah, during that game against the Netherlands, basically the rematch of the 2019 final. Yep. No subs till the very end. And and there's a lot of questions on player position. Like JJ, Julie Ertz, is playing center back. So she's a defender, which that's where she started. But she has been traditionally playing, not traditionally, historically, playing in the midfield. For the U.S. That's where most of us know her from. And no one really understood why she was never moved up. And why, like, Alana Cook wasn't brought in to backfill on defense. Like, where was... like There was, like, like missing persons poster memes made for, like... <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Lynn Williams? It just... It was... Yeah, Lynn Williams didn't really get real good FaceTime till this Portugal match. She didn't play at all. Until Portugal. Like, I have so many questions. He brought in Alyssa Thompson in the 87th minute. 
something like that. It's just, I have so many questions. And it's such a shame because he was such a good club-level coach. It almost feels like he's coaching this team through an NWSL season instead of through a tournament. Yeah, there's... Yeah, because I don't understand why you burn through your legs. Like, these games are long. There's a lot of them. Yeah, the group stages are are grueling. And then... Yeah. Yeah, and these knockout stages aren't... They're going to be... Not much easier, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, the intensity so is just going to get there. So, you know what? We, like we said, we are the most patriotic during during the World Cup that you'll ever see us. <laughs> We're still bleeding red, white, and blue. Just I just a have questions bit more, for one With a, some questions and a little bit more red anger to, to, to the coach. But we still believe from here on out, things can change. You're only as good as your last match. A scrappy win, it's a scrappy win. You know, you don't have to win pretty, you just got to win. Although, it's nicer when you win pretty. It's so. really nice when you win. <laughs> so, yes, let's see. Let's keep that going. Come on, guys. Yeah, Gals, absolutely. Girls, women, people. Folks. Folks. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Yeah, so that's Group B. Lots going on. So, Group F. Now we've reached the point where... We are recording before these groups are completely done. Yeah. Like when we finish recording this, I'm probably going to tune in to watch the game from this group. I don't have to go to work early tomorrow. So (laughs) unfortunately, I got after after we record this, I'm going to start working on work work because I have to deliver something before 8 a.m. tomorrow. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But yes, we are going into Group F, which are going to be the midnight matches after this recording. France, Jamaica, Brazil, and Panama. So, this group if you is have been dicey. looking, is it's dicey. I mean, these last couple of groups are getting a little dicey, but and that's just the beautiful chaos of the third group stage match. I've been posting. I did my first ever actual TikTok that I recorded myself. Not you did. like you know. Not that it was like from one of our recordings, guys. I, I, I don't social. It's I can Instagram. Like I can, yeah. We're um, elder millennials. <laughs> like we we started social media, but like now it's getting hard. <laughs> yeah. So I did a too long didn't read of all the group stages like a day ago or so, and I did cover a lot of the groups that didn't play at the moment, just distilling the information that's at out there about all these crazy. Prim- permutations so in group f we have france jamaica brazil panama panama out really it's down to france jamaica and brazil france and jamaica can move on with a win or a draw essentially brazil is a absolute must win if they want to qualify they cannot draw because they won't have enough points so these games are going to be pretty great. And I'm yeah. sad that I'm not probably not going to be able to watch them because I'm <laughs> like dead tired. So I will find out in the morning what happens. But so far, there has been some crazy brilliance in this group. Yeah, there's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun soccer coming out of this group. There's just so much to talk about. Brazil, is, Brazil needs to win. If they want to move on, I want them to move on because I want more Marta. We, if we don't get sync breaking a record, I need Marta to do it. So homegirl, yeah. either you score tonight, either, 
or you score tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I, I want this for them so, so badly. But at the same time, I want Jamaica to come through. I want, I don't know how I feel about France. I'm a toss-up. I have no real allegiance to the French team. But Jamaica deserves the world. Brazil, I want to see how flashy and crazy they're going to get. Like, Ari Borges, in her first World Cup appearance, scores her first goal and then scores her first hat trick. Like, what? She, three goals in one game by the same person in the opening match for them. Like, just amazing. And, like, Panama, they're playing great. And we talked about their goalkeeper, Yanis. And I really, really hope that someone, I want to say, like, <laughs> Angel City, but at the same time, like, I'm over here, like, Team Angelina after the last <laughs> game. So I don't know. I want someone in the NWSL to swoop her up so she has more opportunity to play. She's young. She's very, very good at what she does. And, it, like, I want her to have opportunity to play and get reps and same for the rest of the team. But I'm very curious who is going to advance out of this group because I, nobody knows. Yeah. And unfortunately the two teams we want to see go through Brazil and Jamaica are the ones that are playing each other. I know. I hate it so much. (laughs) So they're going, they're going to knock each other out essentially. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me let me just look it up real quick, just in case. I just didn't want to go that deep into the permutation, but yeah. If I think it's if Panama beats France, then there's tiebreakers, and I don't know what come what happens there. But okay, Brazil so, has to win. <laughs> unfortunately, the two teams that we want to see go through are the ones playing each other. They're essentially going to knock us out. But to go one level deeper in the whole permutations of all this craziness, there is a possibility for Brazil to move through with a draw, and that's only if Panama defeat France. Right. If Panama defeats France and Brazil and Jamaica tie, then I believe they can both make it through? I think so. I yes. don't remember. It's yes, so yes, much like can. this group breaks my brain. <laughs> it does. But yes, I think Jamaica and Brazil can both progress with a draw only if Panama beats France. So very, very, so very slim let's chance. let's go Panama. Yes. A draw will see Jamaica most likely moving on. It's just complicated now. <laughs> yeah. And then the last level on that is that if... If Brazil wins and Panama wins, then there's going to go, then it gets into tiebreakers to see if Jamaica qualifies because Jamaica would be tied with France. And so it would be like, who, which one of them, like Brazil would advance, but then who else, (laughs) who else gets to make it through? All right. So that's the craziness of Group F. Group G, we've got Sweden, who has already qualified. So at least that one we know. <laughs> right. And most likely will be the team facing the U.S. in the first knockout round that we play. Winner of Group G is the one that we'll be placing since we came in second. Then we've got South Africa, we've got Italy, and we've got Argentina. And this one is an even bigger mess. So the yeah, breakdown this of this... Yeah, this one is insane. The breakdown of this is... 
so Italy must win to to just make it through. Mm-hmm. A draw will leave the door open, and a loss they are completely out. So going into the last match, it was like Italy versus Sweden, and it was whoever won was guaranteed to move forward, right? Right. And a draw would have still meant a lot of craziness, but probably would have ensured both of them going. But yeah, no, Sweden took that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, Italy must win. A draw will leave the door open. And if they lose, they're out. And South Africa and Argentina both can move on with a win. So both of them are must wins for them to even have a chance. So a must win for them means that they will be tied with someone and it'll all come down to the whole tiebreaker thing. So like mm-hmm. either one of those teams win, then it becomes a whole big mess of, right. uh, of, if there is of how many upset. levels deep do you want to, yeah. yeah. How many levels deep do you want to go down to try to figure out how many, like who's going to move on. But mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I'm very, I'm very curious. Inter- what's another interesting one with yeah. this because South Africa could light up Italy. I didn't watch, I couldn't watch the Italy Argentina game or the Italy Sweden game. I haven't watched the replays either because I have a job and it gets in the way of watching sports, honestly. Every job I've <laughs> ever had ruins it for me, but here we are. Jeez, um, adulting. I, know. I remember coming out of high school or college, I don't remember, but it was like an Olympic year and I was, it was my first, oh, it had to have been out of college because I was working full time, like eight to five very traditional work environment and i was so upset because i could not watch every single olympic event i was like what is the point grow that's a like the official growing up is stupid i don't want to do it no thanks (laughs) because of not being able to watch sports but all of these games have been competitive all of these games could go any which way so if you're down to stay up for the late night the late late games enjoy it oh i I will most likely catch it in the morning (laughs) Yeah, I think by the time this comes out, like the games are going to be over, but I think this one's at the 4 a.m. But yeah, South Africa has been playing amazing. They had an amazing game against Sweden, and mm-hmm. seeing them go through would just be a great thing. I did write my own, my, one of my notes was like, for Italy was Bottini. Her name was just said over and over yes, and over. Yes, that first like, game. Yeah. That first game, that was the name that was being drilled into my head. I was like, okay, I get it. I'll look her up. I still haven't mm-hmm. looked her up, but still, <laughs> her she was the one that was like making plays, was making the runs, was like the yeah, big threat. Absolutely, I'm and really then, hoping uh, South Africa pulls out a win tonight. I would love yeah. to see this team succeed and make it through. So much, yeah. so so much. Yeah. And then Argentina, they've been playing really well all together, and then they have their star player everybody's been referring to as like the female Messi on their team. I want to say it's Benini, but in general, the entire team has been playing really well. They've been gelling really well. I think after that first loss, they were playing really well in that second game. And so really all hell can break loose in this last game. And then lastly, we've got group H, which we've got Germany, Morocco, Colombia, and South Korea. And in this one, it's another one of these where all the teams have possibilities. 
But this one is the one that gets a little bit more like in the weeds where the gold differential is going to really play in, right. into all of this. Right. This is the one that we're, we just kind of have to wait and see. Yeah. But the main things to know about this one is Colombia only needs a draw in their match. So a win or a draw sees them moving forward. Germany, a win will see them moving forward. A draw will be sufficient. But then there's a whole like, if someone else beats someone else type thing. So honestly, the main thing is to just win. (laughs) Honestly. Morocco can progress with a win. But then they have to, they'd have to make have up to make up goal differential. Goal differential. Uh, yeah. And same, same thing for Korea. If they win, they have to make up a big goal differential. So I think of eight goals for Korea. Like it's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Cause they're at a minus three and Germany's at a plus five. Plus so. five. So they'd have to <laughs> score at least eight goals just to break even. And that's on the hopes that Germany doesn't score any more goals. <laughs> yeah. Cause, okay. I know we, we talked about in our last challenge cup episode we talked about how tiebreakers work in the world cup it's slightly different it's points and then if you're tied on points it's goal differential and if you're tied on goal differential it's the head-to-head matchup so wild that that's the reason that korea technically only has to even out the -hmm. goal score normally you'd want to surpass the goal scoring differential right but If you even it out, then it moves on to what was the result when you guys played together and it would have meant Korea won their match. So all of that to say, most likely we're going to see Colombia and Germany moving on. Right. But that's the whole crazy and chaos of (laughs) the third match in a group stage. Yeah. Everything goes from being like, oh, yeah, this is great to, oh, my God. Oh my god, like every five seconds you blink a goal is scored, you blink somebody's on the ground, you blink there's a sub, like it's just chaos. (laughs) Yeah. Germany just having that giant win against, it's a 6-0 win against Morocco. So that is in itself just a crazy like feat. And then recently, Colombia did like crazy last minute. Yeah. death knell type goal where it was like a rebound from a free Mm -hmm. kick or something like that it was loose in the box colombia got it and then just buried the goal and got it was beautiful it was a beautiful beautiful goal like man soccer's so cool this is (laughs) i'm getting to the point like where i'm just like i can't believe i grew up thinking that soccer was like a sport i didn't want to play or it's still not a sport i want to play but that I couldn't appreciate because now I'm just like, ah, World Cup, ah, NWSL, ah, UEFA, like all, uh, like Australian League, everything is just my brain is overrun. Yeah. in soccer now. <laughs> it's funny because I think we all have something like that. We were like, we totally appreciate it now more than oh, we ever did when we were younger. And it's just a matter of whatever your surroundings are. Mine in particular has been musicals. I like love musicals now but i I never so much (laughs) i never have so much more to talk about (laughs) (laughs) i i never grew up with them and besides like mary poppins or something like that but there's a lot of people that go deep dive into them and i'm just like all right cool yeah i'm not there yet uh you're a casual fan yeah i'm the casual musical fan yes but 
we love going to, to plays and musicals. We have our season tickets to the Amundsen Theater in downtown. So like we go to all the shows and whenever it's a musical, it's always been great. We just watched in, Into the Woods. Oh, how was um, it? It was great. It was fun. We've never seen it before. So it was, it was a fun time. So yeah, I think there's all these things, you know, me growing up, I had the appreciation for soccer. I played soccer and all of that stuff. But it was also one of those things where it was like, at a certain point, it almost felt like I had to. Mm-hmm. Like right? culturally almost. like it. Yeah. yeah. And so there was a, there's a little bit of, I like what I'm doing, but there was also a slight little bit of, I resented it. Like I, you hit that yep. teenage angst. <laughs> level of like yeah where you're like, like oh, i don't want to hang on my friend i don't want to do what you said mom dad <laughs> i think there was a little bit of a regression but then totally getting back into it recently and all of that and especially with the women's game it's been really fun and really fun to learn about all of this so that's our coverage of the round of 16 hopefully this helps with keeping an eye on some of these matches that you might be focused on just the U.S. women's matches. And I don't blame you for that. Go for it. There's, we've got, we've all got some words for the coaching staff on that one, but check out some of these other matches. I mean, you're going to be up at weird hours anyways. (laughs) You might as well get invested. Like Get invested. Watch some more matches. And if anything, watch the matches that we have our Angel City players on. We've got. Absolutely. um, We've got Alyssa Thompson and Julie Ertz with the U.S. team. We've got June Endo playing with Japan. And possibly our Angel on loan with Allison Swaby moving on with Jamaica. So Who scored and won the game and freaking changed the cards for Jamaica. So get excited. Go watch Swabes. Her and her sister are like balling out. It's so cool. I'm sorry. I forgot to say that during the group. (laughs) it's all good and yeah it's just great so we'll do the quick subscribe and follow us on all the platforms apple Podcasts, spotify google check out the website casualfc.com you'll actually find all the links to everything that we've uploaded or will ever upload or future places (laughs) to upload they'll all be there or you can actually listen to the episodes on the website too but you know go ahead and get to one of those on your phone and just hit the subscribe button then you'll get us there all the time Follow us on all our social feeds, Casual FC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, X. It's still Twitter.com if you go to it, but it has the stupid X symbol now, so whatever. My app um, updated and I hate it. <laughs> uh, give me my little bird back. Yeah. TikTok or threads with the like fun little swoopy at symbol. We're on there. We're elder millennials learning how to use stuff. Give TikTok and Forgive threads us. some time before we get there. And then help us out, right? If you've listened this far, if you listen to any one of our episodes, share the pod, share it with some family, some friends, someone that who might be soccer curious and you want to get them into it. During the summer, we're going to have some really great off-season content that we've been thinking about, just talking about the culture around Angel City, the supporters, the the what what the front office does in the community, and even soccer explainers for the ultra casuals out there. Yeah, Um, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. Good stuff. So share the pod, leave a comment, rate, review, do all that stuff. If anything, just tell someone about it. Also, we've got stickers. So if you ever see us at a game or just DM us at game time, we'll probably be in the stadium and we'll meet you up and give you some free stickers. So thank you for listening and have a great tournament.
See you soon. Bye. Bye.